Since the dawn of time, man has been curious. And for almost as long, the Vibes Broadcast Network has sought the truth. Investigate. Discuss. Explore. Okay. Maybe in other episodes, but this one is just... Listen to the Vibes. The views and opinions of our guests may not necessarily reflect those of the host or the Vibes Broadcast Network. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I have back Mr. Paul Rudder. And last episode, we mentioned that he had a book. And uh, can you mention the book again, sir? Sure. Well, again, thanks again for having me back. The name of the book is You Can't Make This Ship Up. It's actually my second book. Uh, My first book is called Repeat Business Incorporated, The Business of Staying in Business. And I know we talked about on our last segment how important it is to have your customers keep coming back over and over and over again. That's the foundation of any business is repeat business. You don't want to have to keep going out and getting new customers. The acquisition cost is just too much. So my first book was Repeat Business Inc. And it's 50 tips and strategies on what a business can do today to keep their customers coming back tomorrow. And the new book, which is being launched, and I really appreciate you asking on October 19th, is called You Can't Make This Ship Up. I only have a cover. I don't even have a book. I, I tried to make it into a book. Oh, boy. Uh, but I have a cover there called You Can't Make This Ship Up. Uh, and it's coming out October 19th. We're going to do a special promotion. You can get it for a dollar. It's uh, the Kindle version is right. going to be, I believe, one dollar on October 19th. And I hope it works because uh, we're not there yet. So hopefully everything uh, works out well. There's a hardback copy. There's a softback copy of the new book. Uh, but for a dollar, uh, on October 19th, you can pick up a copy on Kindle, the Kindle version of You Can't Make This Ship Up. It's about my 40 years at sea. The subtitle is Business Strategies, Life Lessons, and True Stories from 40 Years at Sea. So we, we brought you on. Um, I believe we, we met on matchmaker.fm. And no, it's not a dating site. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll mention oh, it. Be- it could be. It, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it could be, but no, you, you meet people that are in the podcasting world, either looking to find guests or it's guests looking for podcasts. And so I'll go through and I read each profile and I, I try to pick the person that I feel would bring some interest to the, to the listeners. And I came across yours and I'm like, wow, this is pretty fascinating. Here's somebody that's doing something that I wished I could do. And so, uh, I brought you on thinking, okay, let's get this out here. I hope people find this as fascinating as I do. Of course, I'm an oddball, but you know. <laughs> aren't we all, Kyle? Aren't we all in our own way? But, uh, you know, no, seriously, uh, the, that kind of, you know, the lifestyle. I mean, it is a lifestyle. It's more than a job. It's a lifestyle for, for folks like you. Yeah. Um, I, I want, I'm very, very fascinated. I want to be involved in it. I, I, I think maybe one day that might be something that I'd want to do. So if you have somebody come to you and say, Hey, Paul, I'm, I'm, I want to get into this kind of life. Um, what kind of advice would you give and would you encourage it, discourage it, what have you and, and why? Okay. So uh, I'm not sure if we even mentioned this segment, uh, uh, what industry I come from. So I come from the cruise industry. I right, work right. on board as cruise director and a cruise director is in charge of all activities and entertainment. 
I've done it for over, well, I've been cruise director for over 30 years. I've been involved in the cruise industry for over 40 years. I, I, I started when I was three. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Um, we can both a, lie. <laughs> it is a fascinating industry. I am extremely blessed. Uh, we talked about in the first segment. I got the job by walking my dog, uh, traveled most parts of the world, not all over the world. But it is a great opportunity for many people in, in terms of what you're looking for. So I'm in charge of activities and entertainment. So I work with cruise staff, with youth staff, with technicians. We have a whole broadcast studio on board that we, oh, wow. we operate. I have a team of uh, uh, on the biggest ships in the world, um, uh, uh, 25 sports staff. We have rock climbing walls. We have flow riders, which are surfing machines. Uh, we have bungee trampoline. It's just these new, new ships are just absolutely fascinating. They offer so much. So the, the ship, uh, the last ship I was on had over 5,000 guests on board. Now, the biggest ship in the world, the, the series of ships, they're called Oasis-class ships for Royal Caribbean International. They hold over 6,000 people on board. They have over 2,000 crew. So that's over 8,000 people in the middle of the ocean in a big metal box. What could possibly go wrong? Well, if you think it could go wrong, it does go wrong. So we have to have procedures in place to handle things like that. So, for instance, bad weather. We deal with hurricanes all the time. Uh, obviously, you you said you're in Texas. Uh, you deal with hurricanes. Well, we're in the oh, hurricane yeah. in, 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 on a ship in the middle of the ocean. We avoid hurricanes. So let me give you one story of, of and it's in the book, and it's how we handle it. So okay. weddings. And tell me if I talk too much, because I, I, once I get started, it's, it's tough to stop me. So we do weddings on board. Weddings are very big business on board cruise ships. And there's basically two types of weddings. There's a wedding in port. So let's say uh, the home port is Miami. So the, uh, the couple's on board. They have family and friends on board. Uh, they come on board for the day. They get married by a justice of the peace. And then all the guests get off and go home. And then the couple will go on the cruise for their honeymoon. That's one type of wedding. Mm -hmm. The second type of wedding is called a destination wedding, where the couple plans to get married on the beach on one of the islands, Grand Cayman, St. Thomas, Bermuda, just a beautiful beach wedding that you see the beautiful pictures of, and it's absolutely fascinating. A couple of times, we had weddings scheduled on the beaches. One was Grand Cayman, one was Bermuda, beautiful pink sandy beaches, just absolutely wonderful. The only problem was both of these weddings, they were different years, but both of these weddings had one thing in common, and that is that the couples booked them during hurricane season. Oh, boy. So what do you think happens? Hurricane, huh? <laughs> Hurricanes come. Now, cruise ships will not go anywhere near a hurricane. Right. The ship can handle it. The guests cannot handle it. The ship is built really well. They can, it can handle a hurricane, but the guests and the crew will have a tough time. And so the, the ship will, will run away and hide. So if, let's say, uh, a, a hurricane is in the Western Caribbean, then we will avoid the Western, even if the cruise is supposed to go to the Western Caribbean, we'll go to the Eastern Caribbean. And it says it on the ticket, if weather conditions dictate, we're gonna go run away and hide. So both right. of these weddings planned on the beaches 
ha- couldn't happen because uh, we couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the wedding, one of the wedding parties, they had people fly to the island. So they flew to Grand Cayman. The ship was going to Grand Cayman. So when the couple got off, their families were on board. They were going to have the big wedding on Grand Cayman. Their family and friends were flying to the island. Well, once we knew a hurricane was coming a week in advance, we knew that we weren't going to go there. So we went to the Eastern Caribbean. The problem was their friends flew to Grand Cayman. The hurricane came. They closed the airport. Now these friends are stuck on a Caribbean island in the middle of a hurricane, and they can't get off. We went to Sunny Islands. The couple couldn't get married. And so these are some of the things you have to deal with. So we have a very unhappy couple on board. I can imagine. How are we going to deal with it? Now the problem is ours. This is a, um, an act of nature, a force of nature. We can't control hurricanes, but we have a very unhappy couple. So what are we going to do about it? So we empathized. We were compassionate. We sent them to couples massages. We sent them to specialty dinners on us. We, we paid the bill for it. We, uh, we had sent champagne and chocolate covered strawberries to the room. We tried to make them feel as good as possible, considering the circumstances. Now, with one of those weddings, we actually were able to do the paperwork so that they got married when they got back in Miami. So it was a it was a rush rush deal, but they were very happy. They actually took the honeymoon first, and then once the cruise was over, they got married because we were able to arrange the paperwork and all of the documents back in Miami. The other couple couldn't get married; they didn't get married, but they wanted to have a first dance together. And so we arranged in the middle of the ship with all of their family and friends present to have their first official dance, even though they weren't married yet. And they really appreciated how hard we tried to make them feel. They knew that we couldn't control the weather, right? but we can control their feelings. We could empathize with them. We could go out of their way to make them feel good. And that's what customers are looking for. They want the empathy. They want the compassion. They want you to think, hey, listen, put yourself in my shoes for a minute. I got a problem with your business. How are you going to handle this? And so that's uh, some of the things that we deal with on board. Um, and so uh, you ask if it's a great, it's a great life, but there are lots of rules and regulations for crew members. So uh, you, you and I talked off camera, oh, you'd love to get on board. It's great, but it is a job and there, it is a hard work. You work 24 hours. Well, you work seven days a week. There really are no days off because a ship runs seven days a week. So waiters are serving in the dining room and stateroom attendants are cleaning their cabins. We hold activities every day. We have shows every night. So it is 24 hours. It's sorry, seven days a week that you're working uh, and we control the hours. Uh, You don't work any more than 10 hours a day. We need people fresh. You have to get a certain amount of sleep in order to be refreshed. Um, Obviously, everybody on board a ship has a safety job. So if there is an emergency, we all have safety duties that we have to be responsible for. Mm Um, we hope that we never have to do those safety duties. If there's a fire or if something happens, or if somebody, if there's a medical emergency in the middle of the ocean, how do we handle that? And so we're trained in all those things, uh, on what to do on board, but there are lots of rules and regulations. Like, uh, as I mentioned, the biggest ship in the world has over 2000 people. Wow. Most of those people are, most of those crew members are from outside the United States. Americans are pretty much 
the minority on board. Okay. You have people from India and China and the Philippines and Croatia. On the last ship I was on, we had people from over 70 different countries worked on board wow. that ship. And, uh, you know, maybe out of 2,000 crew members, maybe 50 will be Americans. And so that's how you uh, keep the, your employees engaged. You, uh, uh, so uh, to give you an example, we for breakfast as Americans, we might have cereal, we might have bacon and eggs, uh, a typical breakfast that we, you know, pancakes or waffles. But people from those countries I just mentioned, they don't eat any of that stuff for breakfast. They have rice and they have stews and they have all sorts for breakfast. And so our crew, our galley team, our, our food and beverage team does an unbelievable job trying to keep all of these different nationalities happy. So mm -hmm. for breakfast, when you go into the crew mess is what we call it, you'll find breakfast for all these different nationalities. Yes, you'll have fruit. Yes, you'll have cereal. Yes, you'll have bacon and eggs. But you'll also have the food that we would never think about eating for breakfast, but other countries do. And so that's how you keep your employees engaged, letting them know that you care about them. We have lots of parties for the crew. And so keeping your employees, and this is a good lesson for land-based businesses, you must keep your employees engaged. I think Gallup did a poll that said 70 to 80% of workers do not look forward to going to work in the morning which is a shame. They have to be uh, engaged in your business. You, you want them to look forward to coming to work in the morning because you know they're going to do a great job for you. And it's those people that are apathetic and really don't care. Those are the employees you really have to worry about. And so uh, working on a cruise ship for me has been an unbelievable experience. I recommend it, especially if you're a little bit younger, but uh, you mentioned uh, you, you do those kiss cruises now. If if that the uh, music cruises are very big on board, and so uh, I've done quite a quite a few of these charters. Done jazz cruises, pop cruises. Wow. Uh, I've done Elvis impersonation cruises. Uh, did a big uh, soul cruise with Tom Joyner uh, and his team. They chartered out the entire ship. So. Lots of great opportunities uh, to get paid to travel all over the world. But I have to warn everybody, there are lots of rules and regulations. Working on a ship is not for everybody. But if you can deal with the rules and regulations, it's an unbelievable experience. So the, uh, the book that you have coming out, and you said it has a lot to do with uh, your, your 40 years in the business. Um, I guess that's going to be those kind of stories that you're telling, like you told about the, the the couple getting married in, the, in that. So sell me some more on the book, because I know there's people out there listening like, okay, this is a book about being out on the ship. Why, why should I buy it? So let's, let's sell it to them. Okay. Well, the subtitle is Business Strategies, Life Lessons, and True Stories. So mm -hmm. there's a lots of business lessons of how we handled certain things. So let me give you another example from the book. Um, we just talked about charters. Full ship charters are really big. Music cruises. Mm -hmm. We'll have before the pandemic, uh, we'd have one company charter the entire ship, and then they would have um, their top performers, their top salespeople. It'll be sort of an incentive for them to do well during the year because they say, whoever our hundred top salespeople are, you're going to get a free cruise and you bring your wife on board uh, and, and sort of, so it's an, an incentive. So charters are big business. Mm -hmm. So 
and full ship charters. There's things like a half a ship charter where only half the people on board are with this group. Those are very difficult because half the people are not with them. And so that, that creates a, a, a dynamic where people feel left out if they're not part of that half ship charter. But full ship charters are completely different. We'll go anywhere, we'll serve anything, we'll bring on whatever entertainment you want because you basically own the ship for that week. Mm -hmm. So did one particular charter that we knew about for a year, and it was a clothing optional charter. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so this means that once you get outside of the 12 mile limit, the official limit of, of, of port, clothes came off. Anybody, everybody on board, they were part of um, either uh, what we used to call, you know, nudist colonies or things like that, but they're now called clothing optional communities. And they're actually big in Florida. That should be another reason for you to come to Florida, Kyle. <laughs> My clothes are staying on. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did a full seven day cruise with naked people running around the ship. Oh and gosh. so nobody wants you... to see me naked. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing I learned very quickly was how to hold and maintain eye contact because you have all these naked people. So, of course, your eyes are going to be wandering all over the place. Now, as cruise director in charge of activities, I'm also the, the liaison. I'm the, the spokesperson for the company. I'm the person that's on stage every night. I host the major activities. I host all of the, the captain's functions, uh, all the shows I host every night. And so people know me. Uh, from being on board. And so I socialize a lot. I'm out with the public. I'm out with our guests a lot. So during this naked cruise, I'm out talking to people, but uh, they're, they're naked in front of me. So you have to maintain eye contact. But it was a fascinating cruise. We had everybody from military officers to corporate CEOs on board um, their families didn't know they led this sort of uh, ulterior lifestyle. Some of these people live on nudist colonies, uh, clothing optional communities here in Florida, so they're used to it. But some people just wanted to try it and see what it was like. And so those are some of the things that we deal with. So I talk about the Naked Cruise in the book and how we deal with it and how we made it a success. Now, the company, I should tell you, this company, it's a travel agency. Mm -hmm. Their whole business is running clothing optional cruises, and they are extremely successful. They found a very little niche, and uh, that's all they do is charter cruise ships. They have hundreds of people on waiting lists. They sell out wow. the cruise immediately. This is a very popular lifestyle that maybe you and I know nothing about, but there's a very big community out there and they charge top dollar. This cruise was not cheap. This was one of the more expensive cruises and they have waiting lists to get on there. And so for businesses, you know, you, you always see your, you know, find your lane, find your niche that you want to work in and just be the best at it. Well, this one company that's all they do is uh, is clothing optional cruises. They do My it gosh. every year. They do it on major cruise lines, uh, and they're very very successful. Well, you know, up here around Austin, they've got a place called Hippie Hollow, and it's a part of the lake where all all the hippies would go, and they they're clothing optional, but myself. I barely like to get naked in front of my own wife. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those kind of stories are fascinating. And um, 
I'm hoping that maybe we can do one more segment and that we can talk a little bit more about that. I know you don't want to give away too much of the book because then nobody will want to buy it. Well, but, uh, you October know. 19th, it's a dollar. Hopefully they can buy the Kindle version for a dollar. All right. So you got it coming out on Kindle and then you had you said hardback and paperback. Softback, right? Amazon. Yep. It's already loaded. They can pre-order now. Uh, it's already up on uh, it's it's already up on Amazon right now, and it'll be others. It's, it'll be on Books and uh, no, uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Books and Things. I think Books a Million. It's going on more than just uh, Amazon. I know there's some people who stay away from Amazon, but it's going to be wherever fine books are sold. Well, I'm old fashioned. I like to have books in my hand. So, uh, my, although my my mother, God bless her, um, she loves the, her Kindle. Because she's got, you know, hundreds of books on that thing. But me, I, I like to have it in my hand. I like to flip the pages. Exactly. I'm, I guess I'm just an old fart. But uh, um, l- let's do this again. And uh, I, I want to ask you maybe a couple of maybe questions that might seem a little uncomfortable. You may be able to answer fairly well. And um, once again, thanks to everyone that, that tunes in. If you're here for the first time. Thank you for stopping by and please come back. And for those of you that listen regularly, thank you for your support. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So until the next one, take care and peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And on YouTube, follow us on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network.